Brothers and sisters, we've been speaking about the effects of the Eucharist in not yesterday, but the day before. And um, just want to continue up with our theme about the transforming power of the risen Lord in the Eucharist, how the Eucharist can change our lives truly and really. And this is the experience of, of people who, uh, like yourselves, I'm sure you've experienced this, about spending time with the Lord um, in adoration ch just changes us. The, the proof is in the pudding, as you say. It's just something you have to do and stick to it. And then and, and your own conviction will grow from your own experience of being with Jesus. Just like the early disciples, the more they spent with Christ, the more they didn't want to leave him. The more that their lives were changed, the more that they were healed. Some people instantly healed and some people are healed very slowly. Even if you look at St. Peter, his transformation is a slow one. He, his, his heart needed being healed. His heart, his cowardliness, his, his, uh, at times there was a hidden cowardliness in him that he probably couldn't see at the time of consolation. But the moment when desolation hit, his, his, his real faults came to the surface. And uh, it, it wasn't until after the resurrection, the Lord will challenge him again and say, Peter, do you love me? And he asked him that three times because he did deny him. He became a coward. And it's not until the coming of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit was able to transform Peter. And so sometimes our healings are slow on over time. And the power of the Holy Spirit is still present. Um, obviously, it's poured out on the Church of Pentecost. The Church experiences a perpetual Pentecost. Um, and, and so the Holy Spirit is in us and we, the Holy Spirit can come anew to us, uh, bringing new gifts, new graces. And it's the Holy Spirit that when we're in adoration, it's the Holy Spirit that works in our heart in an extraordinary way from the heart of Christ. Remember, Christ sends the Holy Spirit. So when we're in adoration, the, the, the Lord with the Father is sending the Holy Spirit upon us from the monstrance, from the tabernacle, and to transform us more and more into Him. Because it's the Holy Spirit that descended upon Mary, overshadowed Mary, that tabernacle, and transformed, uh, uh, and well, created Christ in her. And united the humanity of Christ to the word of God as the work of the Holy Spirit, this work of love. And so, brothers and sisters, when we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, we, we, there are many, many effects. First effect that we, we spoke about was that we're transformed into Christ. I want to extend this to Eucharistic adoration because I, those same effects continue in Eucharistic adoration. It's a spiritual communion. It's not real communion in the sense we're not receiving the, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus into us. But when we're in adoration and we're looking upon the Lord with faith, that is a real communion. You know, the Lord is with us according to who we are as human beings. Many of us will have this experience. Somebody could come into a room and they're aggressive and they're, they're, they're toxic. Their presence affects us. They get into us in one sense. They, 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 we feel oppressed. We feel, you know, maybe anxious. We feel they can, they can have a real oppressive presence the same is true of somebody else you know someone who who um might be walking really close to the lord and filled with with light and filled with with joy and and the joy of the holy spirit something of their presence brings peace and joy brings calm brings courage something of their witness can strike them up and i i can think of so many people so many good christians that i met that go to our churches that that, that, that their witness of being with them, seeing their devotion has struck me. They have said nothing, but their presence liberated me from something. That their presence woke up in me a memory 
of something. And even the saints do this when they die, you know, it's like God anoints. It's, you know, recently I went in Rome to the place of Blessed Charles de Foucault, the chapel where, uh, and there's a tabernacle he made with his own hands. And just seeing the simplicity of this chapel struck me. And it's, Blessed Charles is still preaching from heaven, you know. So the point is the presence of somebody can, can liberate us or oppress us. When we go in front of the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, a person is present. I keep saying this. We cannot stress this enough. But not only any person, as I've said, it's the divine person of Jesus Christ. And so when we go to adoration, we, we're in front of a person. It's our faith. Just like in real communion, it's our faith that, that allows us to really receive the, the reservoir of grace there. And I, wanna, I want to just read for you a second um, two of my favorite kind of passages about transformation, about being in adoration. And one is from Pope John Paul, one is from Peter Kreeft. Let's see if we have time, but we'll start today with Pope John Paul. The point is, in adoration, when we have faith, the Lord's grace comes into us and is transforming us. Pope John Paul II said, Through adoration, the Christian mysteriously contributes to the radical transformation of the world and to the sowing of the gospel. Anyone who prays to the Savior draws the whole world with him and raises it to God. Those who stand before the Lord are therefore fulfilling an, an eminent service. They are presenting to Christ all those who do not know him or are far from him. They keep watch in his presence on their behalf. So this adoration not only transforms us, but when we're in adoration, we're praying for the world, connected in this mysterious unity in the body of Christ and the church. Um, you know, we draw the whole church into prayer. Uh, it's incredible. Um, we have to really believe this to really benefit from the, the graces of it. 